0: So Explain it is where it becomes challenging. And I think that's where the issues arise. Because deeply, yeah, we should be holy and perfect because we are. When you're at a soul level, you are perfect. It's the human that gets confused and distorts what perfection is. Because then we think, I know I'm perfect and you don't do the thing I do. So you're not perfect.
1: Soul activation, blood propagation, temptations, and I shout to the lies within. I'll never get through You can sit down my middle finger Why I hit this down And step over your ego Big ass hand Check it, the me for me Not even God can't beat against me Like I'm high, higher high
0: supposed to do this i'm supposed to do do my meditations and i'm supposed to do the thing because if i don't do the thing then i'm not worthy and then i'm not loved and then i'm not a teacher and then i'm not a guide and i'm not a parent <sighs> and really it's like wake up check in with your fucking body what do you want to do today
1: what's up digital friend this episode is with my new friend Brittany haggerty you might know her on the gram as Brittany lee the dope transformational coach. And it's probably the pastor past in me, but I love the space that Brittany's in, basically helping other humans be the best that they can while they're here on earth. I get so, as they say, spiritually lit up like Snoop Dogg on a typical Tuesday when I get to be around people like this. We start off with meditation and then Brittany will quickly suck you into this beautiful healing space that she's so good at creating, and we get to talk about a lot of really rad things. So, without further ado, my digital friend, let's go! Before we even like really get rolling, I wanted to just start with this because I wanted to hear from someone like you kind of what you think is happening in these moments. But I wanted to come back to the time that we kind of had that weird text exchange where like I was texting you and you were texting me at the same exact time. And not only did we text each other at the same time, we talked about like it being in 10 minutes. we were like, hey, are you cool in 10 minutes? Like out of nowhere. And literally as I hit send, your text popped up. It was like super crazy. So what do you think like that is and what's happening there when those kind of moments happen?
0: I think that's just divine connection and divine timing. And so my uncle told me once that be prepared when you start working with clients or anyone, the second you make an agreement through text, Um, to say you're going to work with a client, right? You're already picking up their energy They're in your vortex. Like right now Mm. we're in each other's vortexes because we're communicating. So we're exchanging words and vibrations and frequencies. So once you let someone into your vortex, either through thought, sight, sound, Mm. verbalization, physical, energetic, verbal agreement, whatever that is, you start to mix and blend your vortex. So sometimes you might start getting a headache and you're like, is this mine though? And you realize that it might be for your client. You're already picking up feelings Whoa. and things of that person. And that's why when you live with someone, like sometimes your stuff gets distorted and mixed and blended. So on a scale like that, I feel like it's just our you know, connection where we, I psychically or intuitively was thinking, okay, I'm gonna reach out to him right now because I feel that I wanna ask him if it's okay if we change the meeting. And in that exact moment, Whoa. You were like, I can't remember if you're yeah. we supposed to do it right now. So either way, something in our thought, like yeah. we pinged to the same
1: thing. Yeah.
0: It's wild. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. It's, it's so, it's so
1: happy. It's so crazy. Would this be a cool place to, I know we had talked about this a little bit about the podcast and not to put you like on the spot, but is this a cool place to do like some sort of meditative thing or are you? Oh, Lita's I would there? love to do just a to kind
0: guided of, meditation. Yeah, just
1: kind of like suck us into the moment and then we can kind of like let that be our launching pad for the rest of the podcast. I would love it. That'd be sick. So I
0: do this with my clients. I do this before workshops, really anything that is important about connection and really speaking and channeling or being present because I think it gets all the gunk off off of us really quickly and allows us to really sink into our soul and get aligned with our higher self. And it's great to do before interviews, before performances, whatever it may be before making big choices, because then you really can feel and you're not like, Oh my God, Mm. is this my to-do lists, my tasks? And it really just lets you like ground in. So
1: Mm -hmm.
0: always start off by inviting people to lay or sit, whatever feels good. So if you have a sore back, it's good to maybe lay down, but really let your sits bones kind of get flat, aligning your spine, letting your shoulders fall away from your ears. just slowly closing your eyes down. Just noticing any sounds, temperatures in the room that you're in. Maybe you can hear sounds outside. Just really allowing those to be a part of the experience. Surrendering here without judgment without controlling what you think should be happening. It's normal for the mind to wander. So just inviting it back to your breath or to my voice anytime you notice your mind wandering away. Really letting your thoughts pass by like clouds in the sky, being the observer Really noticing the rise and fall of your belly, of your chest as you breathe in and out. Just noticing your normal breathing patterns. Start taking some deeper breaths now, really feeling your belly and then your chest it washed down on your exhale to your toes. It's like you're trying to push your belly button into your spine, breathing in again. Continuing those nice deep breaths. It's like a wave crashing against the shore washing up and down your body, clearing out anything that does not serve you. Removing anything toxic, anything heavy, anything sticky or painful, washing it back into the ocean. Sending your awareness in between your eyebrows at the bridge of your nose See if you can even rotate your eyes up and back, massaging your third eye, your pineal. You might feel a pressure, you might see a brightness. Calling in white, beautiful light from this space, pouring down your body through the top of your head and your third eye as you inhale. As you exhale, just letting it flow down your forehead and your cheeks, relaxing your jaw, letting this cooling water wash down your throat and your neck down your shoulders and your arms into your elbows your forearms and your wrists if your palms are not facing up allow them to face upward now sending all of your awareness to the palms of your hands as you feel that cooling water that light just gathering and pooling in the palms of your hands maybe you feel warmth a weight a tingling just noticing how quickly we can shift and move and manipulate energy, even through stillness. And your next inhale, calling that white light, that water back down your spine, aligning your spine, checking in, can you straighten up even more, creating space between your ribs and your hips. Letting it wash through all of your organs, your digestive tract, clearing out any toxicity. Pouring down your hips, into your thighs and your knees. Down your shins and your calves, into your ankles. sending all of your awareness to the arches of your feet now. Letting that water, that light start to pool in the arches of your feet, in the balls of your feet. Now watch as a set of roots starts growing out from your feet, tearing through the foundation of your home through the soil, the dirt, the gravel. Digging deeper and deeper into the earth's layers. Until eventually it breaks through to the center of the earth where you see this beautiful golden ball of light. Allowing your roots to attach and wrap around this beautiful golden ball of light. Grounding you into mother earth. Scanning your body now for anything that may still be stuck, any blockages, any old beliefs and patterns, anything that's been weighing on you. Let that drip down like honey, just dripping off your body and collecting at the base of your spine. Letting go of what no longer serves you. It's almost like you can feel this heavy ball, like a billiard ball, that weight. Gathering all of those thoughts all of that waste right at the base of your spine. It's what we let go of that determines how high we can fly. Sending gratitude for all of that weight, all of those lessons. Making room for what's to come. Letting that heavy ball start to turn into a black liquid, just dripping and pouring down these roots now. allowing them to be transmuted into the center of the earth. Letting it go. On your next inhale, picturing that golden light now, coming up your roots like a straw. Drawing it closer and closer to your body as you breathe in. Eventually just burst through the bottoms of your feet all the way up into your body, creating that wave, that vibration, that charge. You might feel a twinge, a tingle, butterflies, activation. Just welcome anything that you feel. You might feel a flutter in your heart, tingling on your spine, on the crown of your head. Switching it's the source energy entering your body, healing you, activating you. Before we close out, let's place our hands with our palms on our heart center, bowing our head down, putting a smile on our face. Connecting with your heart, with your lungs, with your breath, with your body. Letting any emotions come up and out. Sending gratitude for your heart, for your breath, the truest abundance, it's always there. Sending gratitude to yourself for showing up, to learn, to explore, to be curious, to play, to heal. Sending gratitude and forgiveness to yourself for all those times that you've moved yourself out of alignment, for all those times you did not accept love, you tried to cut yourself off from your truth, yet you still find yourself back here today. I invite you to set an intention for the rest of this day. Let that intention just flow through your body, really feeling that intention, the feeling of the intention, the feeling of your manifestations is all that matters. How do you want to feel? What do you want to embody? I even invite you to wrap your arms around yourself now. Give yourself a squeeze. This is such an important practice. It feels so good in the morning, just hugging and loving yourself. The compression can actually help anxiety, increase love in your body and yourselves. Remembering that human touch can be done with ourselves and should be done with ourselves as well. Self-love is such a great mirror for our relationships. your next inhale, reaching your arms up over your head, letting your shoulders fall away from your ears. Reach, 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 feeling that stretch in your spine, feeling the blood pour down your fingers. so you can bring your hands to your heart center prayer position or whatever feels right bowing your head down sending gratitude for this community for the knowing for the collective consciousness the ascension shifting the expansion the healing of this planet can place your hands back down wherever it feels right. Maybe rubbing your hands on your thighs, just starting to come back to your body with your eyes closed, just wiggling your fingers and your toes. Maybe stretching yourself side to side, maybe rotating your neck front to back, whatever feels good. Just feeling that space, that activation, that new energy that you've created. One more big inhale, and an audible exhale. (sighs) You're ready, you can open your eyes.
1: Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so you much. You? Oh man, like <laughs> I feel like we could just wrap up. Not just it. Y'all got whatever y'all needed <laughs> now. <laughs> I got what I needed. Whoa, oh, man, that was powerful. That makes me happy. That was so cool, man, because you know. I uh, I started yeah. meditating a lot through uh, like Headspace. I'm sure you've probably heard of that before the app. Yeah. And there's like, you know, a lot of what you were doing is like, ba- th- th- there was like some base that I remembered, but then honestly, the vi- visualizations were so powerful and I love integrating that into it. You know, I mean, I've done the light pouring into the head kind of thing, but man, like the roots going into the ground and man, that was like, all of it was just so cool. Thank you so much. That was really oh, powerful, man. And I hope you're everyone welcome. listening, unless they were driving, like maybe don't, <laughs> <laughs> don't follow along.
0: The <laughs> car just starts floating. Someone's like, <laughs> I just arrived. It was, I don't even have a Tesla.
1: <laughs> exactly. I love it. Um, One thing I wanted oh, to, good. I think a cool place that, that I think would be to kind of go from here would be, I know we talked a little bit off the podcast that you kind of grew up a little Catholic light, you know, L I T E. And when, when was the moment when you felt, cause I mean, obviously if you go on your Instagram or you know who you are, you even look you up, it's like, you're very spiritual now. So where was that moment where, where that happened or was there like a moment where you almost had like a like a, whoa, what is this? Am I different? Like there's some stuff going on kind of moment.
0: Okay. So this is wild. I was born, um, three months premature and I've done a lot of like chatting with that little girl, you know, and figuring Mm. out like childhood healing and inner child work. And I realized like, I picked that because, that was the greatest miracle of life by mm-hmm. coming in and testing the challenges of like what we had a priest come every day to the hospital. My mom was 15 years old Whoa. and they would be praying. We had prayer groups, you know, the, that was in the eighties, 89. Mm-hmm. Like I luckily lived in Boston too. How bizarre where everyone usually has to get flown to. I just happened to be born there. Whoa. And so, um, it, all odds were against me, right? All odds, all known mm-hmm. odds. They were basically like, she's probably not going to make it every day. And my mom was like, no, she is. And no one really, my mom stayed strong through it all. She was still a baby basically. And she's like, I'm having this child. I know this child is meant to be here. I don't care what anyone says. If anyone supports me like this is my child, I'm meant to do this. And everyone was like, good luck. It's it's not gonna happen. She's not gonna make it, right? And she was like, no, she is. And so I think her and I were spiritually communicating and this priest would come and pray for me. And then I'd have to be alone and not get that normal interaction with my mother. And I think my soul, was activating like I literally think that's where my spiritual awakening fully oh. happened I just didn't consciously know it so then fast forward so all of that happens I end up having zero disabilities and they were like she could be it could be very very I have literally zero other than like some biome gut biome stuff that yeah. I've worked through from from that but literally zero which is Absolutely whoa, a miracle! Do yeah. One pound eight ounces. You know, whoa. like that's.
1: Oh yeah, my yeah. son was three pounds sixteen ounces. I couldn't <sighs> even imagine that, you know. But that's. Whoa. Yeah,
0: my mom said I was like four sticks of butter or something. I'm like, <laughs> kidding? like that's crazy. So I think that was when it really happened. The more like work through ceremony and things, which we'll talk mm. about. I've gone back to that moment finally and realized mm. like. And that wasn't for me, right? It was for everyone else. It was to show people miracles and to show my mom's intuition at the highest degree and all this stuff. So then fast forward to fifth grade, I was going to CCD, which is like Sunday school. And Mm -hmm. um, obviously being in Boston, the Catholic churches had a really interesting experience that went on. So we had a lot of scandals going on. Um, I didn't even fully understand it. I just knew our priest gave me the heebie-jeebies and he came to our home and like stayed for three hours and not at everyone else's home for that long and it was getting really yeah it was interesting so I didn't love his energy and I felt (laughs) kind of creeped
1: right (laughs) kind of creeped yeah
0: and I went into like the confessional and I have this feeling that like I don't think anything serious happened but I do have this wild memory that I can't tell if it was a nightmare that mm-hmm. I've then dreamt from that experience or if Whoa. this really happened but I just remember sitting in a room like it felt like a big room I almost feel like we had a confessional room yeah. unless this is again my altered reality of it yeah. but I just remember hearing his voice and having him be behind me and like something told me to get out Whoa. like it was like scary like something was not okay and yeah. my heart was like, like
1: courting you like in some weird way yes
0: and then Whoa. after that I saw him downstairs and I notice that he would always like look at me and smile. And I was like, I don't love this man. I don't feel good around him. And then I started getting into fifth grade. So this was before, and then fifth grade CCD is when they start to, you know, giving you tests and almost like, okay, what are the commandments? And I didn't do well at school. So at this point it was all fun and games We're coloring, we're having this and that it's all, you know, easy stuff. And then now they're grading me. So I'm like, great. My Sunday away from school, I have to get (laughs) graded and feel stupid again. I got one of them wrong. And she came over and like made the class know that I got one wrong. And so I felt, you know, I felt like I wasn't safe there anymore across the board. Um, so I came outside, I walked into my mom's car and she's like how was it sweetie and I go mom I don't think I ever want to go back again and she's like why I was like I don't feel comfortable there I don't feel welcome and I feel that I could probably learn more from playing outside in nature with my friends and she was like okay she's like you'll never go back (laughs) and I was like thanks mom and like I just never went back and I feel like that's when I realized the spiritual sense of it was what was actually important to me mm-hmm. and the organized aspects of the religion and just like those things were what were causing me discomfort in mm-hmm. my own body and that's when i think it was the start of realizing i don't resonate with that in general or that alone there's yeah. parts of it i resonated with and sure. then in 6th grade i remember doing um so it was geo or something geo was it? Geography class. And she was teaching us about different places and locations and their religions. And I remember being like, Buddhism so cool. Like, that's kind of like the stuff I look into. And mm. I would sit in libraries and research stuff and energy and poltergeist and Satanism and Catholicism yeah. and all these things just out of curiosity because I knew I had gifts. I was already experiencing it. And I remember thinking there is something in every religion that we have in common. And I started understanding the unity We're saying the same thing Just in a different language yes. And that is also Which then made me feel Okay Like I just understand The oneness of it all
1: Yeah and That's How old were you there how, are, how old were you then When that was happening I
0: think I was 11 and a
1: half Whoa. In that class like how, yeah. that's so incredible. I mean, it gives me a lot of hope with like my three-year-old, right? Cause it's like, I don't know how to even raise him anymore. Cause like my, my background was just like the traditional Christian background. And now I'm like, man, do I like, do? what do I do? And I think just for me, it's just all been like intuitive. I just like, we just take it every day and I just try my best yep. to answer his questions as honest as possible and like, and let him have the freedom to like, kind of, you know, take that information for whatever he wants to, to take it for <laughs> you know
0: i think that's beautiful is listen to what he's asking you instead of tell him what you think he wants to know or needs to know because mm. we're as parents like conscious parenting is so wild because you know we're realizing that they're not our child mm-hmm. like we we're saying about mom like that is <laughs> yeah. a child yes that is our spirit in another, like a part of our DNA, yeah. but it's a different spirit. That's not our soul. That's mm-hmm. their soul. Like we just were a part of the human part of it. Yeah. So it's like, what can you learn? They're your mirror. They're your teacher. So like, learn so from from him. My.
1: So much, Dude, the weird part is like, you know, I I think I read somewhere on like Reddit where they said like seven years younger that kids haven't been like they haven't had their system and their story told enough so they can really be like seers and they can see auras and all that kind of stuff. Man, like I more than anything, I can even feel it like I can feel my son's spirit, like getting in touch with my spirit when I'm upset specifically. So if I'm in the room and I'm not even maybe exhibiting that like. I'm upset or whatever. Sometimes I am. Maybe I'm like get, getting frantic or whatever. But I could even just—it could be internal—and he'll come up to me and he'll grab me and like look me in the eye and he'll be like, "Be happy." He'll say, "He'll say, be happy." And like, and I'm like, "Whoa, dude! Like, you really see me? Like, you see oh. this side of me that I can't even like that I'm not even showing with language, you know?" And so okay. that's helped me to really. Uh, you know, be, I guess, a good steward of my own energy, right? Like, because I know uh, that, that it's affecting him in, in a deeper way than I could ever imagine. And so I think that- So
0: judgmental. That's what's beautiful. They're so intuitive. And I think what you were saying too, it's so interesting because Joe Dispenza talks about like subconscious, you know, reprogramming. And that's hmm. how we actually can change our past and our future because our future is based off of in the present moment, how we perceive our past. Exactly. So that's what's wild.
1: Exactly.
0: So going back and healing your past memories and your yeah. past Change the synapses and the responses in your brain, which create your behavior, which create your patterns, which create your perception. So as a child, you don't, you literally are just running off of um, weird DNA from your parents Mm. and from their subconscious, you know, it's all subconscious. But once you get around seven to nine, I believe it is, that's when the consciousness can start activating. And that's sadly also when, you know, um, when things can shift, where they feel the battle of like, mm. oh God, I, I feel like what I want isn't what I'm being told is right. And, mm. you know, it's less about survival because you're not having to fit in because you're not, your mom's not feeding you necessarily. Uh, you're coming to you every time you cry. So now you're like, wait a minute, I don't have to listen to everything they say. And that's what we think like they're becoming rebellious. It's like, yeah. no, it's like two years old, they start to realize, like, wait a minute, if yeah. you're going to let. Wait a minute!
1: I can I can play this game exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's he difficult. plays the game. That's for sure. <laughs>
0: like, hold on. Wait a minute.
1: Okay. And I found oh. honesty is the best way. Like, we just literally talk to him like he's an adult, basically. Like, we we just we he just sit him and yeah, we just sit him down. We're like, hey, this is the situation. This is why this is happening. This is why we that's why we're kind of going this way. Uh, is that okay? Like, are you cool with that? Like, huh? you see that you see like you see what we're trying to do, and like and it helps so much more and he rarely has like tantrums and or, uh, or anything like that like I rarely have to put him in time out or discipline him at all because I think we're just really trying to understand him and we really try to allow our we try to give him the time of day to understand us equally and I think when he understands nice. he's good like he's cool like he gets the nice. story and he understands our motivations and our intentions and so he doesn't feel lost and just kind of thrown around you know
0: Well, 90% of us just want to be seen or heard. That's Mm. mostly why we act out. That's mostly why we have anxiety. Our inner child isn't being seen or heard sometimes, like how he grabbed you and he was like, be happy in those moments when you were feeling anxious and didn't even notice it or whatever was happening that caused your energy to go from this Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) and he was
0: like feeling it it was something you that was going hey maybe you were hungry maybe you were thirsty maybe you Mm -hmm. hadn't sat down for a goddamn second to figure out what you need to do next Mm -hmm. and you're just frantic or and you're not Mm -hmm. in alignment with what you're doing and so whatever it is if you just sat down and did what he did and looked him in the eye but did it without him okay what's trying to come up right now and then something in you would be like oh oh i was just trying to tell you you're hungry that's why you're feeling um anxious that's all and then you're like
1: oh i didn't eat okay great (laughs) you know that's so good like you're
0: being boring i want you to go play for a goddamn second go Uh, dance around like chill chill out for a second you're being annoying and boring
1: yeah you're like oh Yes, God. And even piggybacking on that, because that's something I wanted to bring up is this is something that's really been kind of healing me more recently, just kind of a new mantra. It, it's kind of one of those things where I feel like, you, you know, we used to talk about this a lot in the Bible, like where you would read the same thing, but you see it differently, right? Because you've lived more life and you have all these different things. But I feel like the, my newest mantra, I got it from my friend Ramin, we were talking about who I just had on the podcast, that's, but he has like the little, the, the little beautiful pieces of art and it's this little gray dude and it just says, accept how you feel and then move through it. And then it's like, and then, and so I feel like that's so many times I have this, you know what I mean? It's like, I understand that I can redact my story and that I can be whatever I want in the moment. But sometimes there's these, 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 energies or feelings that I feel like I can't deny. Like I, and I think I was taught by the church to deny it. Cause you're told to be holy, 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 perfect, 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 you know, keep your shit together. And so I sometimes feel like that, that, that pool and that guiltiness, you know, and I'm trying to like, and, and so, kind of just being like, you know what? I accept that I'm frustrated with the situation that I'm in now. How can I move through that frustration? Like I accept that I'm feeling this. I mean, I'm not frustration. So I distance myself from the feeling, but I accept that I'm feeling that I'm experiencing it. Right. So first I accept that it's happening around me. And then I try to move through it and get back to the blue sky, so to speak.
0: Oh, I love that you said that too, because also like that concept is coming from a beautiful place of being perfect, right, and being Mm. holy. But if you're even changing, adding a letter, holy, W-H-O-L, is it E-Y or Y? Mm. You know, whole, to be whole, to Mm -hmm. be full means to literally feel the full spectrum. And and at the end of the day, someone else's version of perfect and holy is gonna be different than you (sighs) because we're different chemically and DNA. Like my version of the perfect face, right, could look totally different than the way your brain perceives the perfect face. Mm. Mm-hmm. Just as much like the perfect piece of, you know, whatever it is, piece of warm bread and like oh, I love it. just
1: enough
0: <laughs> butter and you're like, See, I like the butt end and I like it to be crispy and I like it not to be warm. Mm-hmm. Like your perfect bread is different than my perfect bread, so Whoa. it's like. I get where religion's coming from in the sense of like, be holy and be, you know, perfect. But at the end of the day, being perfect is being, Mm. actually accepting who you are because like your son, you could have a rowdy rambunctious son only because you're not letting him be seen or heard. But the Mm. second you let him just be him, that's perfect because it's working and it's an alchemization of it all. And I think that's where people just misrepresent and misperceive what the lessons are behind religion, which I think once the human, Mm. you know, conforming and trying to manipulate it and explain it is where it becomes challenging. And I think that's where the issues arise. Because deeply, yeah, we should be holy and perfect because we are. When you're at a soul level, you are perfect. It's the human perception that gets confused and distorts what perfection is because then we think, I know I'm perfect and you don't do the thing I do. So you're not perfect. Mm. And that's where the issue becomes where it's like, no, we are perfect. Once you understand that we are all perfect because the imperfections of the human experience paired with the perfect soul is what makes it whole. Mm. That's what I feel.
1: Whoa, that's so good. There's a couple places I'm feeling like I want to go. And so I want to give you the opportunity to, to pick. Uh, basically, I think it'd be really cool to start talking a little bit about like ceremonies and maybe even how they've shaped your your life. Um, hmm. Or I want to talk about tar- tarot. I never had know how to say it. Tarot cards? Tarot, tarot, tar- Either way. tarot. Yeah, tarot,
0: tarot, tarot, tarot cards.
1: Oh, yeah, whatever. But I <laughs> want to talk about, yeah, like I, I love that you do that. And I want to talk about from your perception, what, are you tapping into that is allowing you like, you know, some people would call it like a spirit or this or that, or, or is it yourself? Or, you know, I just wanted to see kind of like from your perspective, what you feel like is happening in those moments when you're laying those cards out and those, and and that's speaking, that's kind of like a tool that you're using to channel, Whatever XYZ, I don't want to fill in the blank for you. <laughs>
0: yeah. so. No, that's great, honestly. And they both go hand in hand. So it's a good segue from tarot into ceremony because yeah. that's kind of how it worked. as right. I started all my life things and then that moved me into tarot, which then moved me into plant medicine, which moved me into um, ceremonies. Being a badass. So.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> Seeing all the entities and dimensions all at once. And okay. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> well, so basically, tarot to me. Some people have different perceptions. I just obviously explain it from myself is that it's a modality and a way for me to connect to myself and to my intuition. So what I'm doing is calling in source energy. I'm saying, please heighten my intuition to the highest degree so that I can be of service to allow source to flow to and through me. Mm. Basically, I surrender, get me out of the way. I need to get this person gone. I just need to go away. And then I become a vortex and a portal mm. of light. And then what happens is my intuition kicks in and I like put my hand over the car And through lots of practice, like daily, daily practice of it, because I got Mm -hmm. obsessed in a way. I was like, oh my God, does this guy like me? Oh, am I gonna eat this for lunch? lunch?" (laughs) I was for sure abusing it, but it like taught me the cards. Now I know what they mean. I like remembered things, and then I started doing readings for my close friends, and then I started taking clients, and then now it's turned into this. So what happens is my hand goes over the cards, and I feel Mm. like you know, when you light a lighter or a candle through to put your hand over it, you can like feel that heat Mm. spot. Mm -hmm. That's what happened one day. I was like, ow, it like hurt. And I thought I like to, I don't know. My eyes are closed. And I was like, am I touching a candle? Like what's happening? And I realized, oh my God, that's my, that was my thing. That was my signal. It was like, pick this card. And I was like, okay. And so then I had to just, what that was doing was increasing and strengthening the trust muscle between Mm. me and the universe. Cause I didn't question it forever. Like I was questioning everything because I was using only my mind and feelings and emotions, but Mm. this was a manifested version of what is trusting your intuition. What does that look like? Creating a reward system around it. And then the universe started doing it more, seeing numbers, seeing, you know, ever since I was a kid, I'm like, Mom, Ke- Kelly's at the door.
1: Oh, Who is it? Yeah. Kelly.
0: And she was like, how the hell did you? And I was like, I don't know. I just knew Kelly was here. Like I didn't Whoa. overthink it. Yeah. Then you get to a certain age and you're overthinking it. So I feel like tarot just allowed me to increase that connection and trust between me and my intuition. Mm. And then what happens is when you're reading someone, all I'm doing is connecting our energy and allowing their intuition to be trusted. So I'm just giving them messages that they already know that they're refusing to listen to until mm. they can see it in a trusted form that then lets them Whoa. believe it and the lessons of it. But we're not creating a future. I don't fortune tell. I just am literally increasing their vibration so much to be seen and to see me that that alone is the same as ceremony. Just allowing someone to be seen and you be being seen in that moment is literally healing everyone in the room and so it's literally just distractions like the tarot doesn't fucking matter i don't care what anyone says i'm undermining it that doesn't matter it's that Mm. someone's sitting there and seeing me and my power and allowing themselves to show up and be seen and to receive and that's an energetic exchange and so that source coming through all it is is allowing source to come through through all of that no judgment no ego (sighs) this you know energy and that's what i feel it is because the cards are a game like they're playing cards they're just you know
1: That's crazy. That reminds me so much. I just wanted to kind of draw a parallel because I love like you said, the universal part of religion and all the different ways that we can connect to that. But when you were saying that and explaining it that way, for the first time ever, I saw kind of like a mirror of when I was at the altar as a pastor praying for people. But basically it felt like the same thing, but remove the cards. It was like the cards were my intuition and pictures that would show up in my mind. So like I'm sitting there and I'm feeling the same heat in my hands that you're talking about. Like, and I'm praying over someone like in the altar and I'm saying, I'm saying. I feel like the Lord is showing me, let's just say a butterfly and new beginnings or whatever. But like, basically it was the same thing. So like, what I'm saying is like, I wonder if, if like, especially the more spiritual churches, I realize there's churches that don't even do that. Right. They don't even have altar calls or whatever, but being, being on the super spiritual side and being very about like the intuition of the Holy spirit, it feels like a lot of the same thing. Like I was just channeling the source and I was, and they were trusting me because I was the access to God. I was the gateway. So they're believing that I'm hearing and picking up things. And it was almost the exact same thing. Like you're saying, like that all was just a game, like them believing that I, was a pastor and believing that I had access was just the game so that they could see my true heart and I could see their true heart. And we could actually Mm -hmm. interchange that together and and bring real healing and people really were healed. It was pretty amazing. It's so
0: beautiful. And that's like the placebo effect, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you're just open to receive healing and you're like, I'm healing, like your body is smart. Once you like your belief, like, you know, I've been doing this thing called to be magnetic and it's like, our thoughts don't you know, our thoughts don't create things, our perceptions and beliefs create Mm. things. So what we believe in is what changes things. So Mm. it's like, whoa, like an illusion I used like, um, magic. Like you could take two people that are sitting there and see two totally different experiences. Cause if you're closed off to the magic of illusion, really all it is is that person is, is sitting there and captivating you through the art of illusion and creating that mystery. You're seeing something he's not even doing. You're creating the magic in your own mind. It's just because you're sitting there and you're like, Ooh, like you're ready to receive magic. And that's really what it is. Like our ego is important. Like we're harnessing our ego to do this stuff our ego comes in and it's like beep boop I'm doing the thing it's when you can't like when your ego takes over and you're not in source and in an alignment that's where ego can be challenging mm. because if you're in alignment nothing out of that frequency or vibration can affect you your ego yes. is just going to allow you to be seen and your divine masculine and divine feminine are working together in a healed space so that your ego isn't like overtaking it in a negative way and I think that's what that is Is yeah. you know you're healing their divine feminine which is the receiving as mm. you heal your divine masculine which is the whole Space wow. and give, and that's when you heal the overall, you know, unity of divine masculine and feminine together.
1: Do you, one thing the Bible talks about, and I would love to hear from your perspective, it's kind of what's happening now. The Bible says like where two or more are gathered there I shall be. So basically God, but witchcraft talks about like the third mind, you know, like where basically if me mm. and you come together, this stronger consciousness forms in the middle, basically that has more power. And I was just wondering like what you thought about that. And if you've had experiences like that, where it was like, you know, more intense or powerful by joining together.
0: I want to do a practice with you that just came through to me to answer that without having to answer it. Okay, close your eyes. Yeah, let's do that. And anyone who's listening, close your eyes. Okay. This is so fun to me. Okay, take your hands. You're going to put them like you're about to clap.
1: Okay.
0: Now, put them together and rub them a lot. Until they get really, really hot. Go as fast as you can.
1: And then what?
0: Feel the hotness. Now Uh separate them and then slowly start to push them together. And then move them like back and close, back and close. Can you almost feel like the magnetism?
1: Oh yeah. That's you know, weird. slide
0: them around. It's like a magnet of energy is there. It's the friction, that's all the, you just generated energy uh, in between hands.
1: That's, intense. That's playing with energy. Whoa.
0: So that kind of just answers your question. It's just like <sighs> you just.
1: You just you know. put it together and the more energy you got, the more powerful it is. Is that kind of what happens with like the collective American dream that basically all that's like not even a real thing, that money's not real, that all of that's really not real. It's just a story we all tell ourselves. Like you're kind of born into that construct, that story that like, this is what we do. We have like this thing called a nine to five, like blah, blah, blah. But if you pull back out and you like perceive us as the moon or basically just like the earth with like a bunch of these like things that like run around mating with each other and like spreading, you know, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like so, is, I think
0: narrative like that is benefiting someone. So your manifestation—that's why you have to be careful with manifesting too, because, you know, this one kid could say, "I want eighty thousand dollars in the next in the next twenty days. Hmm. I need it. I need it. I need it. I need it. I need it." And then the universe has his grandfather pass away so that he can get his money and then he has a grand bank. But did he mean that he wanted to lose his grandfather? No, but the universe yeah. just heard, I demand 80 grand because of this. I need it, I need it, I need it. Yeah. But when you're like in a higher state, like did that come from a place of lack and scarcity? Mm. Most likely, but either way, it's like realizing whoever created this concept of money and owing and debt, they had a dream, they had a manifestation. They were mm. vibrating on a certain frequency and they've created this reality, this 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 narrative that society has been built off. And we keep coming here and reincarnating whatever people believe or coming and being born into this system, into this world. And really, we're here to undo what no longer works. We're literally just coming mm. to the planet to remember who we really are. And I truly think it's just that breakthrough of, I actually am coming from this beautiful, powerful place of source energy. I'm going into this body so I can feel pain. Mm. So I can remember what to do and what not to do and how to be whole. And if everything was, you know, source energy, we would be so bored. So these things are all constructs. I feel that have been made to teach us to learn. So that's like, it's like a master's degree
1: one thing I want to ask you before we step into ceremonies, maybe we can end with like, just like a bang, like your most wildest experience or whatever. But, um, something that like I struggle with personally is just like regimented kind of like, uh, just a practice, I guess, you know, like back when I was a a, a pastor, it would be reading my Bible and praying and fasting and all these different things. And I've adopted a lot of those things still to this day. And I meditate and stuff, but I kind of go through these like phases where like, I'm really kind of like pulling in and like my meditations are like super extreme and like I'm listening to Ram Dass and we're walking each other home and like, and life is just like, you know, and it's just like, I got my shit together like i feel powerful and then i have like whole other seasons where like the idea of yoga or meditation or just even being spiritual seems so gimmicky like it just seems so Mm -hmm. like it seems like oh just fucking whatever like who cares you know like my nihilism kind of kicks in and like and i wonder like do you deal with that and how do you flow through those seasons if you have those
0: I was literally going to say to you, seasons, if the Mm. earth had just summer, we'd be fucked. Mm. There's a reason the earth is the perfect example. And even just like a woman, like a cycle, it's like Mm. we go through our own monthly cycles and we're literally like, there's so many phases to it. And it's like this month, this is this part of it. This is happening. that, And then there's the release and the shedding and you're like, Jesus Christ. Then it starts all over again. And, you know, it's literally... Embracing, honoring and learning from your season, whatever season you're in trusting that season mm. and saying, okay, with farming, you're not always harvesting your crops. Mm. You have to literally take care of the soil. You have to get the seeds ready. You have mm. to do X, Y, or Z. And then there's the, you know, the period of rest and, you know, de- the eating the crops. And mm. it's, it's, it's a cycle. And I think that's where a lot of issues come from is like spiritual bypassing is basically mm taking a practice and almost obsessing over it and yeah. jumping to it instead of feeling what you need to feel and i'm really moving into we're all moved age of aquarius which was december 21st they say it officially started but it's been going it, you can't just like have a hard yeah, yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
1: Like that.
0: <laughs> i just think the mental what's happening with the manifestations of covid and politics and life and everything that's happening mm-hmm. with the planet it's literally allowing us to surrender to pause to reflect and to mm. stop like the old ways of society are crumbling it does us all time how many hundreds of years it's like that crash and burn we went too fast this way and realized that means this is going to be gone and then everything has to crumble and come back Mm. so it's like hawaii always say you see a volcano and that's celebrated over there they celebrate and honor their volcanoes because it's how they've created land without the volcanoes they would not be there they wouldn't be able to grow crops and live and have life so it's kind of like it's our mind that thinks i'm not supposed to do this i'm supposed to do do my meditations and I'm supposed to do the thing. Cause if I don't do the thing, then I'm not worthy and then I'm not loved. And then I'm not All a right. teacher and then I'm not a guide and I'm not a parent. <sighs> and really it's like, wake up check in with your fucking body Mm -hmm. what do you want to do today Mm -hmm. what will feel good doing something that doesn't feel good that isn't in alignment with source that won't let source in you could dance around spiral around do ayahuasca for three days and then literally integrate zero of it and be right worse where you were when you left Mm -hmm. off or you can trust the flow actually like let it move into you like a medicine and like actually feel called to the tools that you've experienced and trust that there's a reason you don't feel called and maybe your body needs rest because you're about mm-hmm. to surge with energy for five days and maybe sleep two hours a night and create 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 and create the best you've ever created because the energy of the universe is supporting you in that so it's about to be abundant instead of just writing the book because you said you wanted to and then no one bought it because you were actually writing the book just to say you wrote a book and seem great and feel fulfilled it's like what feels good what's in alignment with my truth what's Mm. what's lighting me up just fucking do that like just only do that without guilt or shame if you Mm. need to sleep for three days sleep for three days and celebrate it don't wake up and be like oh i'm a piece of shit Mm. i'm so lazy everything's gonna crash and burn why don't i love what i loved last week it's like we're so hard on ourselves
1: wow That's so good. That reminds me of kind of like a mantra that I've had is, you know, come back to the moment, basically make the best decision now because it will lead to the best possible outcome. So instead of trying to Uh, figure out and curate like how the day is going to unfold or how tomorrow or the next week, and sure, we can like develop dreams and hopes and all those kind of things. But like, I feel, I feel like that, that, like you just said, it's like, you might wake up and be like, man, I need to rest today. And that's the best decision that I can personally make. And I think that's kind of what I had to come back down to the conclusion, too, that that I just sometimes practice isn't what you need. (laughs) I mean, we are the spiritual being. So all everything we do is the practice. Right.
0: Well, the magician card in tarot, he's holding this like selenite wand and he has all the tools and resources and fruitful abundance below him. But it's like this is this is it this is Mm. all we need everything else that we've manifested is for fun Mm. someone was like "Ooh, i would love like a candle and then one day it like became a thing and then it was like "Ooh, what if we have like homes yeah and like like, we all like have different homes for like different amounts of money yeah and then that'll make other people feel lesser than and then they'll want to work towards our goals but really they're the ones paying us so Mm. without them we would actually be homeless like it's all these constructs and i wanted to show you these two books, I do do every day. Mostly, I do take the time to write three things I'm grateful for, an intention, and an affirmation. Mm. And then what I do is I use this book. I flip through. It's called raise Your Vibration by Kyle Gray. I love that. Um, I've been doing that, and it has like a vibe of the day, and then a, you know quotes, and then you share your vibe. And this one was, "Don't give shame all the fame today. I Without like darkness, the stars could not shine." And then I flip through this book. Light is the new black. It's incredible. So you can just flip through it like an oracle, and you stop on a page, and it always is what I need to hear. And so this one's like, follow your intuition, especially when it doesn't make sense, like shit like that, or like, you know, that's um, been me
1: recently. Right? And then like, who
0: are you? And then they have like prayers sometimes. That's right. Like, real Divine cool. Mother, thank you for helping me remember the truth of who I am, especially when it is different from the truth of who I thought I was.
1: Man, I'm
0: like. Who and that's at least what I do for the day. Cause I used to do all these things. Like I have to do this, then this, then this, then this, then this, then this. And, this. and I would constantly be, mm. and now I'm trying to let the being be the doing. And that's been the hardest thing is moving out of my divine masculine of like, mm. into like feminine of flowing and receiving of like, what comes to me when I don't try
1: and I just receive. So I want to, you know, make sure I'm like, um, you know, keeping time and stuff. I know that you, yes. that you have some stuff that we got to take care of and everything. So I think it would be great to have you back on soon in the next, like, yeah, few, I
0: would love that. Ne- next
1: few months. And we'll talk specifically about ceremonies, but, yes. what? I, but I, the way I wanted to kind of wrap it up this time is I think just, and this is just fun. Like, this is just fun for me. I know that a lot of people are like, here he goes again. He does this too much. <laughs> like, like it, it's just, I, I just love it. I know that there's no direct answers that anyone can give. But I just really enjoy it. I think Shane Moss said on my podcast beautifully that like when you start talking about these big concepts that I'm about to ask you, basically like why are we here? It, what happens when we die kind of thing. I, I think what's nice about it is when you hear someone and if you really just listen to their spirit, you almost always pick up some sort of new nugget that you place to yourself that really does actually help you understand this reality more. So it's like it's not that like I think I'm gonna, you know, figure everything out before I die, but it's just like it, I, I just feel like that if you're open and you receive how someone else perceives those big, deep, dark things that are so wild and endless and infinite that like, it just somehow behind the fabric of it all, like, it's like you, you hear the truth. So it's almost like, it doesn't even matter what the person says. (laughs) It's a
0: feeling. It's just that knowing that being, again, being open to receive it.
1: Yeah. So I think that would be a cool place to wrap up. It's just like in your own words, like why do you, why do you think that we fell into these meat suits and these, these avatars and that we're here for a moment? And then we just like, from a biological standpoint, we just like, we, we were vapor, we just go away. So I, yeah, I would just love to hear what, what your perspective is.
0: So I always give the vision of what would a raindrop be if it was scared to become an ocean? what would happen? You know, if, if would it be like raindrops don't question whether or not they're meant to then become an ocean. Cause what mm. really is it growing or is it still the raindrop within the ocean? You know, like we can't really answer that question. And yet water doesn't question where it's going when it's in the stream, it just flows. And I think that is so beautiful to envision. And I will say too, that watching my baby sister help deliver my baby sister and watching her take her first breath and come into that human form in, in life where I could then say that's my sister. And there was like identities and, you know, she's not just this unknown existence in my mom. And she was all these different particles and molecules that came together and became this thing. And then all of a sudden it's like, Oh my God. (laughs) So I watched her take her first breath and I felt unconditional love. I felt the room go like in a car accident. Oh my God. I felt that. And I was like, <gasps> and my heart just filled up and everyone cried. Yes. Like even the nurses, you're just like, you can't even explain it. It's this like guttural like. Yeah. And like then, when I watched my papa, I helped him pass away. It was this deep, spiritual, wild like thing where he—I knew his soul was calling me in, and I knew when he was going to die. And I flew there and I helped him pass away. Like it was wild. When I watched him take his last breath, the same thing happened in the room. And my sister, who I helped deliver, happened to be there, and my mom was there, and we were literally the room. Went... Oh, and we were all just like, "Oh, it was so beautiful." So I feel. Like there is no difference between birth and death. I think it's just the transmutation of energy, the yeah. transformation of energy. And really on an energetic level, there is no fear. There is no questioning. There is no doubt. We come here to make it harder so that we can keep remembering every time more and more as we evolve as a society, as a collective, that we do always come back. Why do we keep coming back here as a species? Like, why wouldn't we just stay there? There's a reason, you know, we come here because honestly, I think we just think it's fun. We get to play, we get to learn, we get to experience things, we get to transcend. And then we go and we're like, boop, all right, here we go. And who knows what that's like? All I know is the feeling is of love, light, purity, vibration, joy, acceptance. There's no lower vibration, anything. Mm. It's just, it's just beautiful there. I love that. I've felt it. I've had, you know, near death experiences where I'm like, wait, why would I ever come back?
1: I have to come back? (laughs) Like it's a
0: lower density. Like we come into a body, I'm like, oh, like the soul is like, Jesus. You know? (laughs) I think we fear death because yeah. we think it's the end of what we know mm-hmm. and and but really we know more of that that's more yeah.
1: of the I love Ram Dass talks about it. it's like taking off a, a tight shoe it's just like a yeah. uh, it's just like oh. a. Uh, this is like a. A man uh, uh,
0: high tops. Yes,
1: yes, and, and and not yeah, and not to even quote quote uh, a again, but I think he has like a one that says something like, "Death is just another thing I wear." Like my real name is Change. You know, it's like change, yes. cha- change, is nature's oh. delight. You know, it's like it, if you think about it, like our our bodies are changing, our experience is changing, like everything around us is just constantly changing, and like that seems to be the only like absolute truth I've I've ever been able to like really honestly say is that like change yeah. like change is the only like real truth that just is always yeah. going to happen it's just like I love that so much oh my gosh i feel like i could go on and on and on but i think it's a good i
0: know we're
1: going to we're going to do it again and we're going to get weird Next. i want to hear some ceremony stuff let's get wild we'll talk about my praying mantis experiences and being Yay. shot up and shared experiences going into other realms and and uh and you know dying and then feeling eternity hit me in the chest and and i would love to and hear all we'll
0: have uh my boyfriend on because yes. him and I have done ayahuasca twice together, well, but the, we've I've done it like four yes. times without that's how we met. Like we literally yes. like fell in love and saw our future through ayahuasca. I would love together. to so. I
1: would love to have him on separate too where we could just dive into his yes. life. But maybe the next time we do that, we do like a joint one. That would be super sick. Yeah, that'd I think be so
0: cool. Because hearing him talk about it, he's just so like incredible with his words and yes. it's beautiful to hear our story. I think it's brought people to tears where they're like, I'm doing it. Like well, it's not Let's that we're go. like converting people but it mm-hmm. just comes up people bring it up to us and they're like yeah i don't know i, I don't know and then they're like i'm gonna do this <laughs>
1: yeah. we're
0: like, I'm like, no. like we're like we're yes. so excited like it feels good to feel and see people whether they ever do it or not mm-hmm. to go from fear to like hearing our truth like you said yeah. and saying i want a piece of that yes. whatever that is yeah and i'm like
1: oh, so cool. it, it, that whole world and we'll go into that is so beautiful like i this one chick i knew had a she, 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 in an ayahuasca ceremony, she was healed, he, uh, sorry, healed of cervical cancer. Like she literally saw mother Aya pull it out of her body and then went to the doctor two days, two weeks later, sorry. And, and was like literally cancer free. And so I've oh, always been oh, fascinated chills. with that. Ugh. Yeah. It's insanity. So I think there's a lot of, in, in a good way, I mean, insanity, but like, um, but there's so much to talk about in that world. If people, I yes. think if people want to, um, check out all your stuff, you know, get, get a reading, all that kind of cool stuff, what's the best way to come kind of do that and engage with you
0: so my instagram has my link tree in my bio and it has my newsletter that you can join for free which has my weekly um ev- or my events that are coming up it has astrology what's going on that week in astrology it has journal prompts all that good stuff so that's on my link tree but my socials are across the board all the same thing and it's kind of a funny inside joke i refuse to change it's called britty scent xo so like 50 cent i refuse it. to change i I don't care if I start floating in the air; I'm still Brittycent deep down. I'm not change who I am. I'm not like Britney Lee
1: Yeah, I'm like, yeah no, exactly.
0: nothing against that. Yeah. I just refused to do it because it's funnier to tell people it's 50 One hundred percent. So, B R I. It's B R I T T Y C E N T X O. Brittycent X O. Yes,
1: I love it. This was so amazing, and like I said, I would love to do another one soon. We're gonna. There's just yes. too much to talk about. And I want
0: you on my. Podcast. I would be you gotta
1: come absolutely honored to. You just let you yes. say when, and we'll set it up, and we'll we'll knock it down. You know what I'm saying? I love it. <laughs> and then we'll
0: plan events for when it's a lot when we're allowed to do that again. Okay.